What's going on? It's your boy Zach back with another episode, episode number four, second episode inside a week. We are cooking, building momentum, that ball rolling down that hill. Let's see if we can keep it going, but uh, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. I'm happy to be back here. Uh, we have actual sports news to talk about. We are getting closer and closer. Multiple leagues have kind of released their either preliminary or confirmed um, restart plans. It's pretty exciting stuff, something that you know, we've never seen before. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. We'll talk a little bit about my boy, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, just kind of some, you know, preliminary predictions on how that's going to look breaking down the depth chart a little bit. And then we will talk just a little bit about the George Floyd uh, situation. You know, it's been a week since that uh, man was tragically killed by that officer. There's obviously a lot of outrage. We'll touch on that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I just, I really wanted to uh, come back and give some good sports stuff, hopefully now that uh, things are picking up again. So so yeah, um, first things first though, drum roll, we have social media, so I'll hit you with the handles. Again, I'm new to this, my apologies if I fuck this up, but here's the deal. Um, Twitter, you can find us at A underscore humble opinion, that's A at A underscore humble opinion, look for the blue circle with the tiny yellow text, uh, that's me, hit follow, say what's up if you happen to uh, stumble across this, and uh, yeah. We'll see where it goes. I'm not a big social media guy like I mentioned in the last episode. If you know me, you know that it's not really something that uh, I spend a lot of time doing or have spent a lot of time doing, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting into it, you know, cautiously optimistic. So, yeah, Twitter, at A underscore Humble Opinion. Instagram, same thing. Um, we're there. Hit me up, but no underscore, just A Humble Opinion. We got that handle. I'm working on it with Twitter, uh, but we'll see. So that's where we are. Twitter, at A underscore Humble Opinion. Instagram, A Humble Opinion, straight up. Blue circle, yellow text, click follow. Okay, so first things first, um, let's talk about the NHL. The NHL has released their playoff structure, kind of what the, it's going to look like. Uh, 24 teams are going to come back, top 12 in each conference, ranked by points percentage. Um, the remaining seven teams, their season's donezos. They go to the draft lottery to figure out what's going to happen. And basically the 2019-20 season is complete, finished, um, awards, record-keeping purposes, season's over. So no more regular season stats, nothing like that. Uh, going to be very interesting. I'm going to do a little bit of a deeper breakdown once they still haven't completely confirmed what the structure is going to be in terms of how they're going to rank it and what the brackets look like. But when that comes out, I'll come and do a little bit of a deeper dive. Might get a buddy to come help me with that um, who's deep into the uh, hockey game. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely, whether it's just me or, or I bring on our uh, our first guest, uh, we'll definitely do a team breakdown there, just talking about the brackets and kind of what we think could happen. Um, but, yeah, so it's exciting that they're coming back. You know, they're both the NHL and the NBA – um, are talking about doing it in kind of like these hub cities. So it's going to have this kind of like tournament atmosphere. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, it's honestly unfortunate that, um, you know, obviously it's great that sports are coming back, but it's unfortunate that it's happening at a time where fans can't really interact because, you know, I think this would be awesome as a fan experience to be able to go, you know, it's basically like March Madness for pro sports, um, but it's all in one place. You know, even March Madness kind of, they jump all over the country. But, you know, to, ha to go to one place, see all your teams play. And I do think also that the players are going to love it, depending on where they host it. You know, I don't think that they're going to stick them in some, you know, kind of shitty city. But I think that, uh, you know, there's been rumors for the NBA of like Disney World and stuff. So you kind of wonder if people will bring their kids. Like, it's a cool thing. You know, I know for me, when I think back to sports, like those tournaments where you had all those teams in one place, like that was the 
best. That was the Mecca. You go with all your bros on your team. You're all set up in the same hotel room. And obviously these guys are pro athletes. They're used to this, but it, you know, I think it'll be a unique experience, even for the athletes. Uh, it seems like obviously lots of um, pretty much all the athletes are excited to get back to play in any sport that you talk about. Um, but there is definitely been some kind of mixed reaction to it, some hesitancy on the side of the players. So uh, it'll be really interesting, especially for the NHL um, to see how that all um, kind of plays out. Now, the rumor is right now that where the NHL, wherever the NHL decides to go, it won't be in Canada just because of this other crazy shit that is happening with the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Canada, where I am, has a 14-day um, quarantine window. So if you come to Canada from another country, you have to quarantine for 14 days. I'm very glad we have that in place. Uh, but that is kind of apparently in some way um, detrimental to the NHL. So the rumor is that it won't be in Canada, which is kind of a bummer. Cause I do think that especially Canadian cities, even just to have all of these athletes in your city, uh, is a cool boost. And I think a boost that anybody can use right now with all of the craziness that's happening. Um, but yeah, it, I'm excited to see how the NHL unfolds it. And I think that it, uh, it, at the very least it's, it's going to make for some great hockey. Um, so on to the NBA. Uh, NBA is doing something slightly different, where the NHL has decided that the uh, season's over, it's done. Any team that hasn't made the playoffs, your offseason has officially can begun. Um, the NBA, the rumor is, and again, it hasn't been 100% confirmed, um, but that they're going to come back with some sort of regular season element as well. Now, the reason apparently that they're doing this is that, and this is something that, um, the teams in playoff contention, um, the best teams wanted basically for like tune up games. I can't imagine a regular season, um, you know, an athlete that has to play in those regular season games with no chance of making the playoffs, um, or those teams that are like right on the bubble. I, I'm going to be interested to kind of see how that plays out and what those team owners and GMs and coaches and players, um, kind of do to, to manage that. I, I would think that there are teams on the bubble that have secured that playoff spot and would like to keep that in place. And I'm sure that there are plenty of players, both on the side of teams that are playoff bound and teams that are not, that do not want to risk injury for in a meaningless first versus last place team game. Um, so again, like the NBA is, is kind of always been at the forefront of being able to, uh, give their players voice and power in terms of the decisions that they make and, and keeping them very involved and kind of abreast to their plan. So, um, I don't think that the NBA is going to come out with something that the NBA players hate, but it will certainly be interesting. I believe that it's pretty much like been confirmed that when the NBA does come back, um, whether they bring all 32 teams, um, or do something different that they come back to Disney world and they go to the ESPN wide world where ES Disney's ESPN wide world of sports complex. Gee, that is a mouthful. Um, I've never been there. I don't know. It sounds sweet, but again, like that tournament atmosphere is going to be something very interesting. And even with a lot of these guys being involved in the March madness tournament, I definitely think that we are going to be getting March madness type vibes. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for the NBA. The NBA is, uh, is kind of a sport that I've just started following kind of the last couple of years since the uh, Raptors made their big run and became contenders finally. <clears throat> so I wasn't a complete bandwagoner on the championship season, but I came on board not too long before that. So I'm Canadian. It's my team. You know, call me a bandwagoner if you want. Um, but yeah, either way, 
I do think that the NBA is coming is going to come at us with something exciting, and we might go from a complete drought in terms of sports to a overload of insanity in terms of like the amount of games on TV and when things are being played and who's playing who. So it's going to be very interesting, especially if they do it all in one location. Like that takes out a lot of the logistics in terms of moving gear and moving players and flights and hotels and like to have them all there, like, boom, you're ready to roll. You play one game, you get to go chill. It's all in one complex Um, for every team is going to be fascinating to see uh, how that changes just even in terms of like, play and them coming back and not really being able to train all this time you know it, again the it's going to be very very interesting in terms of the nba how they come back in that structure that they use and if they force some players that have no shot of making the playoffs into regular season games like what the reaction will be to that because i just i can't imagine that a player um who has no chance to make the playoffs is going to be super happy about having to come back and potentially risk a career altering or ending injury um, so yeah, so that's NBA NHL. Let's go on to the, uh, bucks depth chart here. So I was just kind of, you know, I'm starting very slowly to get excited about football. I've been kind of delaying it because I've already told myself in my mind that we're going to get some sort of altered or shortened season. And I'm just kind of, you know, surrounding my heart with protection so that when that does happen, I'm not devastated. Um, but so I finally started to kind of get back into the football again. You know, fantasy football vibes are starting to come back. So I decided to go take a look at my boy Tom Brady and his new squad in the Bucks. Um, I think what I'm going to do is every time I do a podcast, I'll pick a different team. That's kind of my preliminary idea. But again, we'll see how it goes. So um, looking at Tampa, obviously, you know, for any football person who or, or for any person who is not like super up to speed with the storyline. Here's the deal. Tom Brady, the goat best of all time played with the new England Patriots, his entire career, uh, won a ton of rings, you know, five or six rings up there as the, one of the most dominant dynasties of all time up there with the nineties bulls and all of these other teams that are now getting, you know, documentaries and such made about them. Basically the team was very, very, very good. They also have a very elite coach by the name of Bill Belichick, who is a no-nonsense coach, but is like, you know, again, you can call him a cheater. Yes, there are some things on his record that are um, maybe questionable or open for debate. But I don't think that anybody can debate the fact that he is one of the best NFL head coaches of all time, a brilliant mind both defensively and his ability to let his team um excel offensively and again at being able to find talent where no one else will and turn a team that and a depth chart that most teams wouldn't want into a consistently elite championship contender so to summarize great team has a amazing quarterback named tom brady and a great coach named bill belichick bill belichick is notorious for um not retaining veteran players. His mentality is that I would rather let you go a year too early than a year too late and bring in someone else who can do the job. So again, he's a ruthless coach when it comes to, you know, in terms of swapping out pieces. Um, But again, he's one of the best. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's what the sport is. Uh, Tom Brady has consistently taken lower salaries and such throughout his entire career to allow his team more flexibility to build a championship contender. His contract finally came up. Uh, New England was not going to offer him what he wanted. So, and I think Tom Brady wanted to, um, you know, kind of create his own legacy and show everyone, just like I'm sure Bill Belichick does, that he can win without him and that he is elite. And the reason, or one of the main reasons why um, New England is and was one of the best uh, sports franchises of all time, as if that is open to any debate. But anyways, so 
he moves to the Buccaneers, goes there. Everybody's very excited about it. And Rob Gronkowski, who was the legendary tight end for New England during all of these championship runs and retired because his body was just so beat up, says, hey, Mr. Tommy Brady's going to sunny sunshine, Florida, where I love let me go play. Why not? Let's treat ourselves. He shedded a bunch of weight. He looks great, personally. I think it's going to help. It'll be interesting to see how much he bulks up between like his announcement and the start of the season. Um, but yeah, so just looking at their depth chart, like honestly, quarterback, you're set. You got Tom Brady. We're assuming that that's going to work until we see something that shows us otherwise. You know, he's a good enough quarterback, just in terms of the systems and his understanding of defenses, that he's really going to be able to go in there and at least make an impact early on. You know, with the team that he had in New England last year to be able to do what he did, it was a terrible season. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was certainly not his best, uh, but his team was definitely one of the worst on the offensive side of the ball, like from beginning to end. So, um, quarterback, you know, you got Tom Brady, which is great. They did resign their backup Blaine Gabbert. Obviously Tom Brady is like the undisputed starter. Um, but that is a good signing for them because I believe that he's familiar with the system. Um, so even just to be able to have Tom Brady come in, if Bruce Arians is smart, he's creating a whole new playbook with Tom Brady right now. Um, but again, We'll see how that goes. Quarterback, they, they're obviously set. Running back is definitely a question mark, but I don't know if this will be a huge problem because, and here's why. Tom Brady has never had an elite running back in New England, and he's always been able to do what he needs to do. The starting running back for Tampa Bay right now, obviously this is all up for, you know, depth charts aren't set. This is just as of right now what we would think. Um, their starter is Ronald Jones the second. You know, he's in a good quality starter, but he's certainly not an elite running back. Um, if he can block and do his job and doesn't miss assignments and doesn't draw passes, he'll do everything he needs to do. Wide receiver, clearly anybody who knows football knows um, Tampa Bay is stacked at wide receiver. They have a ton of great players. Uh, Mike Evans is one. Chris Godwin is the other. Those are really the two cornerstones on that side of the ball. Uh, Mike Evans has been a prelim, you know, he's, he's always been in that elite conversation, a consistent pro bowler, but he struggled to get a quarterback that is able to, uh, I think, unleash his true potential. So, you know, if Tom Brady and Mike Evans are able to get those those reps in, uh, which is obviously going to be more difficult seeing as the pandemic and everything, um, you know, that is Tom Brady, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. That's going to be a pretty scary trio. And then, of course, they have Gronkowski now, too. So. Uh, how you cover that as a defensive coordinator, I'm sure, is the hot button issue right now uh, for every team that is going to have to play them um, next season. So. The, uh, the one thing that I am a little bit nervous about for Tampa Bay is their offensive line. Now, the, from the research that I've done, it seems like kind of they're consistently ranked in the top 10, which is okay. But their best players on their offensive line are their interior linemen. So basically it goes, um, you know, if you look at an offensive line, there's basically two types of linemen. Interior linemen, those are the people, those are the players that play center or on each either side beside the center. So left guard or right guard. And then you have tackles, which those guys play on the outside and they keep guys from rushing around to get the quarterback either in the back or right in the front. So they play the corners basically. And their job is to stop those guys from getting around that corner and getting their quarterback. And those are called tackles. So left to right, it's left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. The best linemen for Tampa Bay are their interior linemen. So center, left guard, right guard, that is their strength which is good. You know, that uh, definitely will stop that middle push, which, you know, will allow Brady to, you know, hope he doesn't need time. He's one of the quickest releasers in the game, but you know, it's certainly better to have that than not the tackles though. You know, they just drafted a rookie right tackle. His name is Tristan Wirfs. So, you know, it's up for debate. 
New England had a rookie left tackle last year. He got hurt. That was a big thing. So it's going to be interesting if they're going to be able to seal the edge against um, pass rushers coming at Brady, because if there's one thing that Brady is not great at, he's not super mobile. He's not super good at being able to. Um, now, he's very mobile inside the pocket. He's underrated in terms of his mobility inside the pocket. But if that pocket collapses, he struggles to get out of it. Um, so if those tackles struggle to contain that outside rush, how good your interior linemen are isn't really going to matter if that's where they choose to target you and hurt you in terms of pass rush. So again, Tom Brady's one of the best of all time. He's the quickest releasers, you know, in terms of systems. I'm sure he's up there with a lot of the coaches that are in the NFL right now. But the offensive line, specifically the the ends, the edges of those lines um, is going to be where my eyes are in preseason or whatever happens next. I definitely think that they're going to be a great team. I'd be very surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. Um, but, you know, I'm not... 100% sure that they are going to be this big championship contender beast th that they say. Um, you know, on paper, they're elite. On paper, they're probably one of the best teams in the league, but the game isn't played on paper. You know, the locker room is going to matter. And if Tom Brady doesn't bring, you know, if Tom Brady can't get Tampa Bay to do that, do your job, you know, next man up, savage mentality that New England had, because that's how, what Tom Brady operates on. It is a win at all cost type mentality. You know, if these players that are thinking that they are all set now because they are playing with the GOAT and that they're just going to cruise to a championship, you know, I think that they run into some unexpected trouble and you see Tom Brady get frustrated. So it's going to be very interesting. You know, I, I think it's a little too early still to say what will happen, um, but it will certainly be interesting to see how this team meshes together. And then, of course, you have the coach, Bruce Arians, who, you know, he's kind of the quarterback whisperer. He, he has a great history of working with elite quarterbacks, so I have no doubt that he knows how to handle Tom Brady. It's just in terms of the play design, if they are going to design it in a way that is going to allow Tom Brady to thrive, because his skill set now is still elite, but it's a little bit of a different skill set than it was when he came into the league. Never been the big elite guy, but he, he plays differently. Of course he does. He's in his 40s. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that all plans out, and I'll be keeping a close eye on it. Um, so that's our team breakdown for the NFL. Again, um, I'm going to try and do kind of maybe one of these teams every every time I do an episode. I'm hoping to do at least a couple of weeks. So we'll see. I'm not going to make any promises. Let's just kind of see how it goes. Um, so, yeah, so that's basically all of the sports stuff that we have on deck. I'm anxiously waiting to see what is happening in terms of other sports. You know, we have F1 racing. That is like there's been some whispers that it might be coming back for a shortened season. Lots of the races have been canceled. So. We definitely have a long ways to go. We're not there yet. Um, the baseball thing in terms of them wanting to cut pay, that's a whole nother thing. I'll definitely be covering that, but just not today. Um, but yeah, like, you know, sports are, there's, the engines are all starting to, to rev back up again. We're slowly starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel that sports may make a comeback at some point, you know, this decade. So that's uh, great news, I think, for everyone. Um, the last thing I will say is, uh, it has been seven days since, uh, George Floyd was, uh, was, uh, tragically, you know, passed away in the incident that I think probably we all know about. Um, I, I did kind of an extensive episode on it. I, I I'm not going to touch on it too, too much, but, uh, what I will say is obviously it's heart wrenching. There has been, um, you know, the protests have escalated. Like the, I've seen numbers as high as like 75 cities in America are protesting. Um, there was some stuff that happened in Montreal too. So, you know, obviously our, our thoughts are, uh, and my thoughts specifically are there. Um, one thing that I will do is, you know, I kind of hummed and hawed about how to handle it. And it's, I've heard a lot about, uh, you know, white privilege, that being the thing. And, and look, honestly, um, it a hundred percent exists. There's no doubt about it, but I do think that, um, for anybody who is, um, 
kind of wondering what they can do or how they can help or trying to understand maybe what's happening. Uh, I would recommend, you know, go maybe hop on Netflix, hop on these streaming or hop on YouTube and, and watch videos that maybe you wouldn't normally watch with people in them that you wouldn't normally want to see. Like, you know, expand your circle, expand your understanding because, you know, with perspective comes understanding. Um, you know, and I will say like one thing that I will recommend is it, music has always been a great way to do that. One thing that I'm watching right now that I think does this really well um, is, is a show on Netflix called hip hop evolution. Again, it basically goes through the entire history of hip hop and goes through all of the different stages from like guys that you've probably never heard of, like, um, you know, tribe called quest and most deaf and um, you know, these kinds of artists that unless you're like a hardcore hip hop fan, uh, you know, common is pretty well known, but like black star DJ drama, uh, public enemy rock him, um, you know, from them all the way up to the ones we know now, 50 cent, you know, it covers the two pack, uh, notorious BIG thing really well, but, and it does it in a way that isn't, and this is going to sound bad, but it's just the truth that isn't like incredibly depressing. You know, if you want that hardcore right in your face, you know, you can go watch a show like the 13th. Uh, on Netflix that gives you that history in a very vivid, clear, unfiltered way, uh, which is valuable. But, uh, you know, not everybody wants that experience. So if you're looking for something different and you're looking to be able to just like learn about some amazing music that you had no idea existed and see from the guys who actually did it, the interviews that they have and the access that they are able to get is amazing. Um, so for them, you know, to, to be able to watch and learn some new music that you never even heard of and hear some hilarious stories, you know, about these people that are really the forefathers of uh, a music genre that is very popular now, uh, definitely do that. And I will say it does also uh, document just that history and how hip hop evolved, you know, in terms of how that's the situation of the people in that world evolved and, and how, you know, as things changed, uh, the music changed. So it's a great thing, especially for somebody who's looking to just expand their zone a little bit, expand their circle of understanding. Um, that's a really good, easy kind of, you know, easy to swallow way to do it. So any, if anybody does go take, you know, watch it, let me know, you know, hit me up. Who were some artists that you had no idea existed that you love now? Uh, I know I found a whole bunch from it and you know, yeah, I definitely recommend that uh, anybody who has the time to do that, do that because look, we could all use some understanding. We, uh, we can all use some, some perspective always. Uh, okay. That's it. That's a humble opinion. Boom. Episode four closed, done, finished. Um, I will hopefully be back in the next couple of days. We got lots of stuff that we can cover. Like I said, we got baseball still, uh, as the NHL NBA stuff unfolds, you know, and as just the world unfolds, it's a crazy time and a crazy place. So hopefully, you know, I've given you a few minutes of time where, uh, you know, things got just a little tiny bit better. So again, hit me up Twitter at a underscore humble opinion, Instagram at a humble opinion. Uh, say what's up. Let me know which episode's been your favorite so far, and I'll keep pumping them out as best I can. Uh, all right, uh, lovelies. We will talk to you soon. Mwah.